listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Welcome to another episode of our podcast special, The Gory Details, the series where we interview horror figures from all walks of life and give them an opportunity to speak about their experiences. As per usual, I'm Palmer, and today we've got a man of many talents. He's an actor, director, and owner of Sacrificial Pond Productions, Sam Mason. Sam has a new film coming out called Normal Terror, and it ought to appeal to fans of serial killers and gore films. Sam, thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure or it's a pleasure to have you on the cast, rather, <laughs> and we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Hey, man, it's a pleasure being on here, brother. Awesome, awesome. Uh, before we jump into your to your upcoming project, tell us a little bit, little bit about yourself, your life, uh, what set you, I guess, on the path towards creating films. Um, you know, I, I my my dad was uh was a stunt man, you know, early in the you know nineteen seventies, early eighties. Um, and so I got to watch him do a lot of, you know, precision driving stunts and, you know, do a lot of that really cool shit. Um, you know, he did, uh, a team fall guy, Hardcastle McCormick, uh, you know, Herbie, the love bug, you know, shit like that. And, um, you know, it just, it, it was cool, you know, watching him to be around that, you know, we, uh, we grew up racing off road. We had a couple of, uh, type four buggies that we used to do, you know, like the Baja 1000 stuff like that. in. yeah. And, um, you know, so I, I grew up around that kind of lifestyle and, uh, you know, it was, it, it, it was neat, but I never really got into it. Um, you know, until back in 2006, back in 2006, um, you know, I, uh, I started my acting career. Um, and my first, you know, big role was, uh, the character of Johnny in a film called Four one liberation front by director, Bill Rice, who did leprechaun too. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and you know, I just, I fell in love with the process of how it went from a concept to script to screen. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I, I started coming up with my own ideas and, you know, started doing my own writing, um, you know, and, uh, you know, here we are 12 years later and, uh, you know, we've, we've got normal terror going. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I actually didn't, had no idea that you had such a, uh, an extensive, I guess, family involvement in, in filmmaking in general. That's, that's pretty cool, especially from the stuntman aspect. That's, that's awesome, man. I gotta, I gotta say props, props to your dad for that one. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he was, he was one of the best precision drivers of his time. So, you know, wow, it was incredible. It was definitely something pretty awesome to, you know, to have around and, and say, you know, and, uh, you know, my uncle was a prop master, you know, my dad's brother, um, you know, his side of the family is, is a lot more in the entertainment industry. Uh, you know, and then I've got a couple of, uh, you know, my aunts and uncles on my side, my mom's side of the family are, uh, you know, are in the industry and, you know, being in LA, I mean, everybody knows somebody who's in the industry. So, yeah, I feel like you gotta, you gotta know somebody who's in the industry if you're going to live in that town. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, but I feel, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I said pretty much, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I said, as a writer and director, I feel like I'm obligated to ask you about your your influences. Uh, so, what are some of your favorite films, and and where do you find yourself drawing the most inspiration? The first film that ever scared the hell out of me was Children of the Corn. Okay. And I think the reason it scared the hell out of me was because it was kids just like me, but I also watched it when I was like seven, maybe. Yeah, you know, 
albums came out i mean i was really little i didn't you know it's not like i came from a you know a, a family that was real big into halloween you know back in the in the 70s and early 80s you know you people weren't that open about shit like that right you know so you know nowadays you know everybody's like oh my god i love halloween i love halloween i love gore and all this other stuff you know and and you know the the reality of it was was when i was growing up you know people had their love of things but they it wasn't as broad as it is now Right. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely a lot more accepted these days than it, than it was even like 20 years ago. I mean, I remember back in the nineties being a, being a kid that was super into horror films and people like, like, you know, adults would always be like, what the hell's wrong with your child to my mom <laughs> and stuff like yeah. that growing up. So, I mean, it's, 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 oh, exactly. it's been more recent, I think when, when the stuff's been a little more accepted. Uh, but tell us a bit about Sacrificial Pawn. You know, this, this company is your, your brainchild, correct? That is correct. Uh, Sacrificial Pond Productions is uh, is my brainchild, um, and it's funny. Uh, the The name actually came up because uh, I was doing a thing on on uh, social media on Facebook. You know, they do those little quizzes. You know, what would be your band generator? What would be your you know your band name or whatever? Right. And uh, my son and I were kind of bullshitting about it one day, and um, and we came up with you know the most metal name we could possibly think of, and it was Sacrificial Pond. <laughs> you know, so when I got into, you know, when I got into the process of starting Normal Terror, um, you know, it was one of those things where it's like that just it had to be the name, um, you know, so I've got, uh, you know, so, yeah, so that was how Sacrificial Pawn was was born was out of, uh, uh, you know, Facebook, you know, quiz to create a metal ge- band name generator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, what, I, what what's your ultimate goal, I guess, with with sacrificial pawn? I mean, aside from from normal terror, you know, what else? What else? Uh, if you had your choice uh, with like unlimited funding and all that stuff, you know, what would what would be your ultimate goal with this? Um, unlimited funding. Uh, I, you know, I would have to say that our ultimate goal is to. Um, I have six other scripts after after this one to do. Okay. Um, you know, so ultimately my goal is to create and produce and put out content that a has either never been done before or B in a way that's never been done before. You know, I don't want to keep rebooting the same old stories and, you know, you know, yeah, I could make a name for myself and, you know, and, and Hollywood could come knocking on my door and say, Hey, we want you to do this. We want you to do this. We want you to do this, but it's the same old shit. Right. Right. And, get me wrong i may consider it but i think it's it's a lot more important for for new styles and new ideas to come out and you know and be done without all the the technological bullshit um you know i I think it really takes away from from film um and the art itself you know between the actors and the makeup artists and you know and the directors to to put it all together you know hellraiser is my you know is my favorite film it's the film that got me into horror right um you know and it's you know they they use all practical special effects and they're just they're amazing at what they do they are they are pretty incredible especially in the, in the first one uh well the second one too i mean honestly both of those hold up really really well uh 
So yeah, I mean, I can understand breaking down that barrier, getting rid of the CGI, going back to the to that relationship. You know, getting getting characters that that sit down in a chair for four hours every morning before they even start the shoot and everything. You don't you don't hear as many stories about that these days because it's all about you know putting on the suit and having those little trackballs on you and standing in front of a green screen. So I can appreciate where you're coming from on that. That sounds like an awesome goal. Um, so I got to ask you what how did how did funding for Normal Terror come about? I I, I ask because I'm I'm pretty impressed with with the production quality, uh, at least of the trailer that we've seen so far. Um, right. And I, I'm sure there's a lot of indie filmmakers out there that are hungry for funding and, and looking for ideas on how to pursue it. You know what, man? It's probably going to blow your mind, but uh, I've funded the entire thing myself so far. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, still, I'm actually working on a business package right now, and I, I, my business manager and I just put together a four-tier uh, investment package for, you know, for, for those that want to invest um, so that we can finish up production, um, you know, because we are on kind of a hiatus right now while we're, we're getting the business side of things taken care of. Right. Um, but as far as that goes, you know, with Sacrificial Pond Productions, I also have Stonemason Special Effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the team that I have on board, you know, doing it with the, the passion that they have, um, you know, from my, my business partner, uh, Stephen Stonecipher, we created Stonemason Special Effects. Mm-hmm. I like that name. It's clever. Um, I, I appreciate that, you know, so his, you know, again, his name is Steven Stone Cipher, you know, and my name is Sam Mason, you know, so you kind of throw them together. It's a little hodgepodge of, you know, uh, of all kinds of cool shit, you know, right. and then I have, I have my makeup artist, you know, uh, Marisol Almeida, um, my DP, Anna Hamill, um, you know, and then I have my actors, you know, one of my actors uh, we just finished up with a couple of months ago was Craig Reed from Reanimator. Right. Yeah. I've got some questions about your, your interactions with him coming down the line. You know, and so, you know, I, everybody that's that's involved, you know, believes in the project. And, you know, so, I mean, we're shooting it in 4K Ultra and, you know, the locations are, you know, if you shoot on a private, um, private property, you don't have to pull permits. Right. I didn't know. Um, you know, so that's one of the things, you know, is, you know, I have Jeremy Miller involved from, you know, he was Ben Seaver, uh, from the TV show Growing Pains back in the day. Okay. Uh, you know, he's, he's a really good friend of mine. I love him to death. Right. Um, but he's, he's an associate producer and he's got a cameo spot on, you know, on the film. Um, you know, but yeah, it's, as far as funding goes, you know, it's, it's a passion project, you know, and so we shoot, you know, when and how we can, you know, for as cheap as possible. Um, you know, our set design is, is really pretty simple. Um, you know, using a garage, I put up some, you know, some barriers on the edge that make it look like soundproof. And, you know, you adjust the lighting and everything and it looks, you know, it looks good, but it's, you know, it's just a, a simple, you know, 10 by 12 space, you know, that we're using to, to create the murder, um, you know, the murder scenes. So, um, you know, and then of course, you know, a location for me and my son to shoot the normal stuff, you know, uh, you know, public parks and, you know, stuff like that where it's okay to film. Right. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, as, as long as we, you know, pay attention to, to what we're doing it really doesn't cost a lot to get a great product okay all right fair enough uh so i gotta ask what's what's it like kind of of well you're 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 doing so much on this film you're writing you're producing you're directing you're starring <laughs> you're even overseeing some of the effects from what i understand and, and i mean the trailer looked super graphic uh 
tell us a little bit, I guess, about the, the, the process behind all of, all of the effects and, and working with your team. You know, uh, Stephen Stonecipher is, is a really good friend of mine. And uh, when I first started this process uh, a little over a year ago, um, you know, he was the first one I called. And, you know, so I kind of, you know, he, he's a ballistic sales expert. He used to do uh, stuff for like Vsauce and stuff like that, where it was a lot more anatomically correct. Um you know, like a uh, thousand ways to die is they have the ballistics jummy, you know, dummies, you know, that they set up with, you know, the blood packs and, you know, the pressure plates and all that stuff. Right. Well, he did, he did some of those. Um, and okay. so, you know, when I first started talking to him, we started running me, I have an engineer's mind, um, you know, with my dad being a mechanic and, you know, precision stunt driver and all that stuff. Um, you know, me being in construction all those years, you know, I break things down into blueprints and how we can fix it. Right. Um, um, you know, so thinking about how we were going to do all the different murders and, you know, and all that stuff, it kind of, you know, just came naturally, you know, it was like, you know, well, we can hide a line here and, you know, and, 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 you know, pump blood through, you know, small air pump or, uh, you know, this or that, or, you know, whatever it was, you know, between the two of us, you know, we, it was pretty easy to come up with a solution, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then my makeup artist again, you know, is is phenomenal in what she does in bringing you know our our creations to life, um, you know, and giving them a soul. Uh, Marisol Amida, I mean, is you know is the best I've worked with, and um, you know, she just uh, you know she she listens and and does what's necessary to you know to get it done. Um, you know, we're 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 holding within budget, and you know it's. You know, she lets me know when we need something, you know, and if we can get it, we can get it. If not, we come up with a solution to, you know, to, to go around it another way and, you know, figure out a solution to get around it. So, okay. All right. And how did you, uh, how did you come across Marisol? You know what, man? We met in a, in a horror group on Facebook. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know, she, uh, you know I, I, I've been promoting, you know, normal terror for, you know, a little over a year now. And, you know, it, it was one of those things where I just kind of, you know, happened to come across, you know, some of her work and, you know, I hit her up. I was like, you know, you do really good stuff. You know, are you interested in, you know, working on a horror movie? And, oh, wow. you know, so got to talk in and, you know, it, the same thing with my DP. You know, as I met her in a horror group and I, you know, I saw some of her work and I was like, you know, hey, are you interested in coming on board? <laughs> That's pretty yeah. awesome. So I'm assuming they kind of like jumped at the opportunity and they were like, all right, yeah, let's go. Let's let's collaborate on this. Let's make this happen, huh? You know, it, it took a little bit of talking, um, you know, but, uh, you know, once I, you know, I, I'm very passionate. I believe in, you know, in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and Normal Terror is a film that's being done, um, you know, it's a completely new story and it's being done in a way that's never been done before. So it's an original idea, concept, and, you know, the way we're doing it is outside the typical step ABC Hollywood box that, you know, films are made with. So, right. um, you know, if you believe in something, that passion will carry you through and other people will start to believe in it as well. Right on, right on. So I got to ask, what's what's it like directing yourself? Uh, how do you manage to kind of get your your photography team to to capture exactly what you envision in your head? Um, you know, it, it, that was a bit of a challenge. You know, and one of the things you'll find out about Normal Terror is that it's actually ninety five percent unscripted. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's primarily improv, and I, I I have a reason for for doing that, um, you know, and primarily the reason for doing that is because I want it to be much more organic. Okay. 
Um, I want it to be, you know, the interactions to be normal. So basically I'm leading the, the questions and the dialogue and, you know, on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just taking the natural reactions of the people around me because I did cast my son as, um, you know, as, as my co-star. He's, he's my son in the film. Right. Um, you know, so, and, and our interactions are very organic, very natural, you know, so, and I didn't want to lose that on, on film by trying to make him remember lines. So, um, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of that. And the same thing with the horror side of things, you know, is that, um, I wanted my actors to truly be able to create something that hadn't been done without, you know, looking at a script and trying to remember, oh, I'm supposed to scream here. Ah, (laughs) so. As far as directing myself, what I did, and um, it, it took a little bit of time to, to write the script out this way, but I put together a production shot list. Mm-hmm. So um, each murder has, you know, between 87 and 107 individual shots. Okay. Um, and so I basically wrote down in, so this paper so that I can hand to my DP and go, you know, in a chronological order of how I want each scene to go for the entire thing. So... Um, you know, and if I take in, you know, and I'm on set and I'm, you know, doing in the process of being the actor, the murderer and, you know, and, and I set up, you know, help her set up the shot and how I want it. And then I let her do her thing. You know, I don't know how to work a camera. Um, I know very little about it. Um, you know, so I, I know a couple of terms, but I know what I'm looking for in my shots. Right. Um, um, you know, so I, I, I kind of explain it and, you know, hopes that, you know, she can make the, uh, you know, the, the natural adjustments that, you know, a cinematographer makes to, to capture the shot right. Um, and then we take and we review it, um, you know, after, you know, after we think we got it, you know, we'll take and we'll review it. And, uh, you know, if I if I like what I see, then, you know, we move on. And if I don't, then, you know, we redo it again. So, OK. All right. That's fair enough. I can I can get behind that. Uh so you you had mentioned that you were trying to do a bit of a different take with Normal Terror, um, and I have to admit the story that the synopsis that you sent us is, is really intriguing. The trailer uh, does a good job of like communicating that. Um, where did you kind of come up with the concept for this? Um, you know, it, it actually started a long, 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 long time ago in a land far, far away. <laughs> uh, you know, it. it, it if I remember correctly, it started with a buddy of mine uh, back in high school. We were out partying up at the Chatsworth uh, train tunnels, uh-huh. um, and basically uh, we were getting loaded, you know, smoking some, you know, smoking some California weed, and um, you know, we started talking about all this shit that pissed us off, and you know, going off on one of those high alien weird moment tangents, yeah. and you know started talking about you know if you could murder somebody in the most horrific ways how would you do it um and so that was you know kind of where normal terror really started was with us you know communicating just kind of bullshitting about you know if we could do it and get away with it how would we right yeah and then years later when i started writing my own you know back in 2006 um i came up with a synopsis for this film Mm -hmm. you know if you could kill somebody in the most horrific of ways and get away with it, how would you do it? And so I started, you know, putting pen to paper, you know, a little over a year ago. It's, this process actually started in October of last year for Normal Terror. That's it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I was uh, I was talking to Jeremy, and uh, he was working on a project, and it brought back, you know, the stuff that I had put on the back burner, you know, while I was raising my family. Right. And, um, 
you know, and, and he was telling me about a couple of projects that he was doing. And so, you know, it really, uh, you know, really sunk in with me. So I, I kind of pitched him a couple of ideas and he's like, Hey, you know, let me get a hold of a couple of people and see if they're interested. Okay. And, um, you know, so I, you know, he got me in contact with a couple of people. We sat down, you know, had a little, you know, meeting over coffee. The dude really pushed me to, you know, to get it, uh, to get it going, to get it writing and, you know, get this thing done. And, <clears throat> excuse me and um you know i had it wrote in a month and you know by uh let's see so october by the end of november i had the entire script wrote um and then in march we started shooting but you know january we we did casting and you know i had a full cast in january right uh, by february i had a full crew and uh in march we started shooting you know so wow, okay. uh, We've yeah. shot approximately uh, 25 minutes of footage so far of a 102-minute film. Okay. All right. So we still got some work to do on it, but it, it, it's coming coming along nicely so far, I think. Uh, were you inspired by any real-life serial killers doing this? You know, it, I was. I did a lot of research on serial killers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I've always been fascinated with it, but... You know, it's, uh, you know, it's the, the psychology side of things that really fascinates me, you know, is why they do it, who they are, you know, how they get away with it for as long as they do. Right. Uh, you know, that, that side of things really, you know, fascinates me more than anything else. Um, you know, because it's, if you think about it, man, I mean, there's, there's people that go missing all the time, but, you know, really in a, in a society of ADHD where everybody's, you know, kind of, you know, two minutes on this and up your thoughts and prayers and you move on to the next thing. Um, you know, it, it really makes you wonder, you know, well, how do they get away with this? Or, you know, are people that self-involved that they just don't care anymore? Yeah, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think, uh, I think to an extent there is, uh, I don't know how different that is, though, from the past. Because I mean, if you look, some of the most prolific ones, it's it's they got away with it for so long back in the day, too. It's 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 interesting. It's an interesting concept to think of. Uh, right. But yeah, considering considering the trailer was just released a few weeks back, how do you feel about like the response so far? I think it's it seems to be overwhelmingly positive. You know what, man? I think out of the you know a couple thousand people that have you know have commented or, or said something about our trailer, I think I've had three semi-negative reviews. None of none of them have been completely negative, um, but I had a couple of people, uh, you know, primarily in the industry that you know said that you know for from their perspective it was a bit too flashy it was a bit too um strobe like you know it was a little too fast it didn't really give too much of the story mm-hmm. um but from my perspective i didn't want it to you know this is this is something i want to i i use to draw the attention of the people watching it i want them i want them to be uncomfortable in their own skin while they're watching this you know, because the things that we're dealing with in this film are horrific atrocities, you know, um, but we're also trying to make it as real as possible. Right. Um, you know, so it, it, I want the audience to be creeped out. You know, I want the audience, excuse me, um, I want the audience to, to really, um, my goal at the end of this movie is for the audience to walk out of the theater and I want them to look at the person standing next to them, whether they know them or not, and wonder what if. <laughs> all right, all right. I can, uh, 
I can see how that's going in that direction. I, I, I got to ask, have you ever been, have you ever seen any, um, we, we just ch- chatted about it on our last cast, uh, the August underground films. Have you talked or seen those at all? You know what? I, I have not yet. Okay. Uh, you know, I try not to, to have too much of an influence, uh, from, you know, from outside sources while I'm, um, while I'm doing this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you know, it's like in, like an editor, you know, if you hire multiple editors to do the same thing, they're each going to have their own vision. Right. Um, neither one of the editors is going to want to look at the other one's work, um, before they get going on their own because they don't want to be biased in any direction or another. Right. Um, you know, so while I'm, you know, while I'm in the process of doing my writing or, you know, video production or, or anything else that we're doing, um, you know, I don't, um, I, I don't want to be influenced by something else that I see. Right. Um, you know, I, again, you know, a lot of the newer stuff is, you know, a CGI and, um, you know, kind of, you know, more computer, you know, savvy effects and, mm-hmm. you know, like that and you know i think it personally i think it takes away from uh from the actor's ability to truly act yeah i i i I would agree with that um but the reason i brought it up is just your uh, normal terror uh i mean it's got it's got a, a couple other angles to it that i think i haven't seen in anything else but but uh it seems like a super like clean version like you mentioned you're clean you're shooting in 4k and everything like that um a cleaner version of some of the, like the under August underground stuff minus the heart. Cause you actually do seem to have some sort of family aspects to it. I know you, you had mentioned that you're working directly with your son. Um, but you had also said in the synopsis for the film that you wanted to try to portray the killer balancing his family life and then his life as a killer. Um, and I think that's really interesting. So I got to ask you, you know, is there, is there, supposed to be some sort of element of sympathy for the killer himself in this film absolutely i mean you know like the synopsis i sent you you know is a single dad doing his best to take care of his kid you know is his kids his kid is his top priority mm. um, and ultimately you know dealing with you know uh, is most things as a single parent um you know figuring out how you're going to pay bills and you know put food on the table you know and you're dealing with a teenage kid you know who who's running through those hormonal years uh-huh. uh you know, how do you how do you deal with that and how do you, you know, get through with that? I think a lot of people out there can relate to that aspect of things, you know, and, and coming from someone who does put his kid first, um, even in the film, um, you know, I, I think that's something that, that people can relate to and, you know, are even frustrated with at times. Okay. All right. So what's it like working with your son on these films? Honestly, it's a blast. Yeah, I, can, um, I can imagine the, the pictures that you guys release. You look like you're having a lot of fun. You know, I, I, I love my son to death, you know, and he is my top priority. Um, you know, and I just uh, we, we have a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's sometimes I like what he's doing. Sometimes I don't, you know, and you can definitely tell that on camera, you know, when I'm when I'm getting frustrated with him. Um, and it's hard for him to, to disassociate between being my on-screen son and being my real son. <laughs> you know, because we, you know, some of the conversations that we have on camera are conversations that we've had in real life. Um, you know, and so I'm sitting there getting upset at him for something, you know, on camera, and he's like trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's you know, and you can really see the, you know, the. The, the organic, you know, um, relationship, like I was saying before. So, right, right. 
Um, you've also been involved with a, a few other recent projects, some of which I think you're actually still working on right now. Um, Cross Wars 3 sees you starring alongside Danny Trejo and Richard Greco. Uh, and that seems to be more of an action flick, correct? Um, that is correct. That is a, uh, that is an action flick. Um, Larry Layfield is a producer on that. And, um, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I believe they're just about wrapped up with that. I think there's a few more things that they have to get done with, you know, with the main stars, mm-hmm. you know, on that one, I was miscellaneous bad guy. Number four, you know, Mace, Mace dog. Um, you know, and I was in a, I was in a good, uh, you know, firefight with, uh, with Richard Grieco and, um, I forget who the actress was. Was, so please don't shoot me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I I forget who the actress was that, that was on scene with us that day. But um, um, you know, no, it was it was definitely a lot of fun. You know, I got to to do all my own stunts, and uh, you know, it, it's fun playing that type of a character for me. Yeah, I was gonna say it seems to be a, a pretty big dichotomy between what you're working on with Normal Terror, uh, but you've also got another one that you you've you've got in the works called The Butcher. Uh, and that seems to be more in line with what you're doing with normal terror. So I guess, how are those, how are those projects different? And you're also acting with your son on that one too, correct? That is correct. Um, yeah, the butcher was another father son scene. It's, uh, by Michael Montesaus. Um, he's, uh, friends with, uh, with Fred Durst. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is his ninth film and it's basically a cannibalistic film, mm-hmm. uh, um, and you know, the, I, I'm not sure what the exact synopsis is, but, uh, basically I'm an apprentice to the butcher who has mad cow disease and he, uh, you know, abducts and, and butchers people and uses them, um, to basically run like a restaurant or a catering business. So he feeds, oh, wow. <laughs> he feeds like this mad cow infested meat to, you know, to society out there. Uh-huh. And, so, you know, our, you know, the scene between me and me and Sammy is I'm basically bringing him into, you know, what we do and explaining to him why we do what we do. Oh, OK. All right. So, that actually sounds like a pretty unique one, too. I'm, I'm looking forward to checking that one out. Uh, so do you find yourself that you, you find yourself kind of pushing yourself more in acting roles where you're directing yourself uh, versus being directed by others? Um, you know, honestly, man, I'm just, I'm just trying to get out there and have fun and do as, you know, as much diversity as I possibly can. Um, you know, not all the films that I have, uh, you know, written, you know, my, that I plan on doing myself are, are horror movies. Right. Um, you know, I have two horrors, I have two comedies, I have a drama and I have a, uh, a psychological thriller. Oh, so, okay. You know, it's, you know, the, the gambit of that is all over, you know, and I think a lot of that is because the, the actors that I truly admire are those who can do, um, you know, a a multitude of characters and parts. Right. Uh, You know, and so, I mean, I don't ever want to get zoned into one aspect of my craft because I'm good at that aspect, Mm -hmm. you know want to be able to play the the detective you know i want to be able to play the bad guy i want to be able to play the um you know the the heart-wrenching soldier or dad or you know whatever you know it's you know and then you know if a, a role happens to come up like uh you know a johnny depp type character and you know edward scissorhands or something like that right. you know i would love to fucking do something like that you know yeah so yeah that seems like it would be a lot of fun um so I ask this to pretty much everybody in the industry. If you had an opportunity to work with anybody, who would it be and what would it be on? Um, 
I think Anthony Hopkins and Morgan Freeman. Okay. Um, I think I think they're phenomenal actors. Um, I like their character portrayals. I think that they've done amazing in their work. Um, you know, Anthony Hopkins is, is an amazing person. Um, you know, and I, I think if I could work with, with either one of them on something, um, I'd like to, to be in a, in a DC role with them. Okay. Now some kind of a villain or action hero, you know, I, I think something that would be cool. All right. All right, I can feel that. <laughs> Definitely leaning more towards the action comic book stuff. I, I, I saw are you a DC fan? I am much more a DC fan than I am a Marvel fan. That, yes, that, yeah, man. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, what do you What do you think about about I guess the current state of of the DC universe in in the film industry? Um, you know, again, um, I'm much more into the practical side of things. I understand a lot of the stuff they're doing. You can't really do, um, you know, practical effects to a certain degree. Um, you know, and I, you know, Hollywood is stuck in this reboot rebranding thing right now because it makes money, you know, and I understand making films is about making money. I get that. Um, you know, but I'd like to see a little more originality. I'd like to see different takes on things. I'd like to see, you know, uh, the the star. You know, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, I would love to see the Star Wars universe put out something about Yoda and how he became the little green badass he did. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we did get something like that down the road, considering how much Disney seems to be milking that franchise. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm with you. It seems like we're 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 living in another era of reboots and 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 unnecessary sequels and stuff like that. Um, that I don't know. Some of them are hit or miss. But I I will say though, with that criticism, when a reboot comes along that that is completely different than the original thing, I do tend to enjoy those a lot more personally. Uh, than than somebody who just tries to get out and remake exactly what was done before. Uh, but have you seen? I mean, as a horror fan, I guess. Although you said you you've been kind of on hiatus from watching things. Have you seen any horror films this year? And if so, what are what are some of your favorites? Um, honestly, I haven't seen any uh, any of the new ones this year. Okay. Um, you know, I've, I've talked a lot about them. I've, you know, I've seen trailers and, you know, and stuff like that. Um, you know, but again, it, it goes back to, you know, one, it, it kind of influences my, my writing and, you know, and, and my stuff on film. And I, I try to stay away from that. Absolutely. Uh, but again, you know, it's a, a lot of it's reboot. It's, um, you know, and I, I, I kind of want to, you know, get away from that on a, you know, on a personal level. You know, it's uh, I, I'm glad that they're doing what they're doing. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they're getting a paycheck from it. You know, I mean, everybody needs the work, um, you know, but I'd like to see a little more originality, you know. And in the last 20 years, there's only been five films that have really, truly been a subgenre and created a whole new world for themselves. You know, and it started with Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was something that had never been done before. Um, and, and now it's, uh, you know, ridiculous, you know, expensive franchise, you know, and they've right. made a <laughs> shit ton of money on that film. Um, you know, and then you have uh, paranormal activity. Yep. Uh, nothing had ever been done like that before. Um, you know, you have, uh, you have get out as most recently. Yeah. Um, you know, which is something 
that had never been done before. Again, it was a whole different take on things, which was great as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, and then uh, A Quiet Place is another one. Yep. Um, you know, it was something that was done that was, you know, it, it was outside the stereotypical film box. You know, and I think, you know, those kinds of ideas, I think, are, you know, are the, the kinds of things that, that I want to see more of as a horror fan. Um, because, you know, on, you know, it, you just don't get enough of that, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, and I can so, always appreciate it when, when things get rebooted. Oh, yeah. that's that's fine. I can, I it will will <laughs> people will have to deal with it, I guess. Uh, we're coming towards the end anyways. Um and and uh, Sam, I got to say it's been great having you on. We we really want to thank you for your time. Um where can people find information about your films and and Sacrificial Pond? Okay. Um we have currently we're working on getting uh www.sacrificialpondproductions.com up and running. Okay. Um it's in the building process right now and you know as you can imagine because it is a production company and all the different links to everything that we're trying to do is uh you know because we are a full production house you know we we have the capability of doing commercials and you know and shorts and stuff like that so you know it's not just our own stuff that we're going to be putting out of here you know we're we're looking for work on the outside too um you know and that's another thing that i have in the mix right now is uh, my special effects company is looking at picking up a, a big hollywood film that we might be starting uh here in the next few months so oh that's um, exciting yeah that's very exciting um you know and unfortunately i have signed the ndas on that so i can't really say a whole lot about it right uh, you know other than it is a uh it's going to be a, a huge film when it's when it's done okay uh, awesome i hope you guys get it then yeah so um you know i'm waiting on you know script and contracts and all that stuff uh before we really get into that um you know but we are looking to you know to pick up commercials and you know some of the you know take you know music videos or you know whatever i mean we're 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 for hire you know so um, you know, but as far as our, our media links go, uh, we do have uh, our Instagram, is, you know, and how we met um, is normal underscore terror underscore the movie. Okay. Um, and you can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash new style gore films. All right. And we'll go ahead and include links to all those too in the in the episode description, so people can check them out if they're interested. Um, and we're really excited to take a look at at the full release of Normal Terror whenever it comes out. Um, so Sam, we're, thanks- hoping, we're hoping for a Halloween release. Oh, okay. I wasn't anticipating it was going to be around that soon. All right, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> you're uh, you're. I, I mean, like I said, we're really looking forward to it. So as soon as it's out, please please contact us. We'll we'll go ahead and talk about it in depth, man. We're we're excited for it. Awesome, man. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the love. And, you know, I, I do appreciate, you know, you guys putting us out there and, you know, and having us on your show. You know, anytime we get to do some promotion and, you know, and talk to other, you know, horror fans and, you know, stuff like that about it, you know, we're 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 pleased and, and honored, to, you know, to can be able to continue and move forward and, you know, help you guys out, help us out and, uh, you know, get something new out there. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, and anything we can do to, to, to help you guys out in the future, just let us know, you know, how to contact us. Uh, other than that, Sam, it's been a pleasure, man. We're going to let you go. Sounds good, brother. Thank you again for having us on the show. Yeah, man. Take care. All right. That wraps up another episode of the gory details. Uh, 
As per usual, you can keep up with all the latest Terror and Podnito information and follow the cast on its official accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Terror and Podnito. You can also reach us by email at cast at terrorandpodnito.com. Uh, you can follow us individually too. I'm Palmer at Sturmsworth. Uh, my other two co-hosts, uh, Alex and Sam. Alex is at A. Looters and Sam is at Sam Heaps. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform it is that you're listening to us on. Uh, thanks for tuning into this week's episode. We'll be back next week with another interview from one of horror's finest. And we'll be back in full swing starting January 11th. Until then, take care, everyone. And we really hope that you're enjoying your holidays. Keep it creepy. Thank you.